Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Thank you for coming on board the Doggy Pod. I'm Dr. Rob Zammett with producer extraordinaire and great friend. <laughs> I don't know about the extraordinaire, but uh, I am Dr. Rob's producer and I am his friend and Stephen Peters is my name. And thank you very much for tuning into a new episode of the Doggy Pod. And this week I'm going to talk straight up. We'll go straight into it, Stephen, um, about what's happened Uh I can't imagine anything worse than losing a child. It would be horrendous. You know, that there's a word for when you lose your partner, you're a widower. Uh, children lose their parents, of course, become, you know, it, there's a word for that. But there's no word for losing your child. Oh. And the trauma that those people would have experienced in Uvalde, Texas. Yes, a few weeks back, oh, a dreadful massacre. Now, you're going to talk about a little <clears throat> twist to that story, yeah, which we'll get to in a moment. Yeah, I mean, they, they lost... You know, kids lost friends. Parents lost children. Um, there was two adults lost, and they prob- they had definitely had family. The losses there were just terrible, and the grieving that has occurred and the anxiety, of course, that has occurred since then has been terrible. And so what has been the best thing for those people has been... The dogs. People have sent in therapy dogs, golden retrievers uh, mostly, but a lot of other breeds as well. But a lot of golden retrievers have gone in. There's a thing called comfort dogs. They Canine comfort dogs, they go in there and uh, have helped with children. There are some heartwarming pictures of children cuddling these dogs in, at, at school. They've gone into the schools because the kids had to go back to that area where they suffered all this trauma. Mm. And there, there are pictures of that, but not just them. The first responders that have, you know, it must have been a horrendous sight. I couldn't imagine it. 
just couldn't imagine that, Stephen. The first responders are giving help, and of course the families and friends of those children are also giving help from dogs. And it just shows the bond that we have with, with these with dogs and people, how much dogs can help. There are dogs, usually these are service dogs that have been trained up to help people, to relate to children. They've arrived and, and they're, in, they're in virtually so busy, they've sent in a lot of dogs and they have to do shift work. The dogs are doing shifts. So these dogs have been help. brought in from all over America. All over the USA to come and help these people overcome this. You know, the unconditional love and comfort they get from the, from the dog the child knows that, the child recognises it, um, as well as the parents and other adults. Mm. They all understand it, the softness of just cuddling that dog. The warmth they get from the dogs is just amazing. The dogs, no judgement, sit there, it's okay, it's all right for you to feel you know, upset, it's all right for you to feel stressed, anxiety. I'm just here to try and help with that shock and pain that you've had from all this loss and all this grief that's that's left with you. I'm here to try and take some of that anxiety off you. And that's exactly what the dogs are doing. And it's become very, very successful. Uh, I I would think that it might be even something that they might go on in Uvalde where they'll leave dogs there at the school. So to, typically, to what would they do? Would they leave a dog with a family for a few days or a few no, hours? The, no, or? The, the handler goes with the dog and you know, right. they, they stay. They spend quite a few hours. As I said, the, the dogs are so busy, they've had to work out shifts because it's stressful for the dog too. Just mm. you know, um, Surrounded by so much grief. And people they don't know and anxiety. The dogs know that the, other, the people are anxious. But uh, they've picked a really good breeds with golden, golden retrievers, a, a, probably the main breed they have and that's just a lovely breed of dog that's laid back and uh, would do anything for humans they're just beautiful dogs and they've trained these dogs from puppyhood they get them from eight weeks and train them up the uh, Lutheran church has dogs that they have called com comfort dogs mm. part of their ministry would you believe and so they've sent those service dogs in there to try and help and strengthen the community and heal it and uh, a lot of healing will have to undergo for those people who, some people will never overcome it. No, no, well, I don't think anybody will. And when you no. say uh, these people were lost, they weren't lost, they were murdered yeah. um, by a deranged person who had access to a gun they should never never have never been allowed to have been access to. But let's yes. not get started on that. Uh, <laughs> no. Yeah, well, that's good. I'm glad our, our canine friends can help out in some yeah. way. Yeah, it's it's it is amazing and occurring in all sorts of situations too. Of course, we have them in the courts in Australia, they have dogs there for for the witnesses that are anxious about going to court. Oh, really? Uh, yeah, there are dogs in the court. They get to meet the dog beforehand. In some cases, can even take the dog in with them into the court room to allow them to give their evidence without feeling too anxious. Uh, dogs and helping with humans and anxiety is occurring right around the world all the time. Always has in some way. Your own dog's always been there for you, haven't they? Mm. But now it's uh, it's even more than that. But you're right. Those dogs are so bloody good at just being a shoulder to cry on. Yep. Aren't they? Exactly. Exactly. So that's the end of that story, and we're going to go on and uh... Uh, also, yeah. Well, that 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 was we just jumped straight into that, which is which is fine. But also on this week's show, um, we're going to talk about if you can train and and should you teach your dog to bark on command, or will that just confuse the hell out of it? 
Well, that's yeah, very. No, I'm going to talk a lot about that. Okay. We're also going to talk about what's the best thing you can do for your dog's coat. You know, there are different types of coats: long coats, wiry coats, short coats, etc. What can you do to help your dog? In fact, there are dogs with no coat at all. Can you help them as well? Yeah. Well, if you want your dog to be looking sharp all the time, yeah. What's some little yeah, things you can do for it? Boy. Yeah. Anyway, what's been happening um, at the clinic this week? Well, not just at the clinic. It was something that came up. It was the Queensland Government. Can you believe it? Um, <laughs> the Queensland Government came up. They are prohibiting all restraining devices on animals. The what Animal Care and Protection Amendment Bill of 2022 states that you can't use leads on dogs. What? I'm serious. It's, I've read it and I thought, nah, this nah. can't be right. Is it Someone April told 1st? me. I, I went, no, I went and had a look at this, the Queensland government site. And it's, yeah, it was trying to say, it was trying to get rid of cruel things like prong collars and other restraining devices. But it says no. And in fact, the way they've written it, it says um, no harnesses, no leads, no. Uh, muscles or anything How does that work when on you're going for all a walk? animals all animals that means that you can't ride a horse without like i said you can ride a horse but you can't have a, a, a halter rain. on because there's yeah. no halter it says all these things forget reins not even a halter this is, is obviously a draft legislation I'm i guessing. think it's in there it's i think queensland you need to go back the bureaucrats well, you should be taken up from a great height and drop because seriously, <laughs> what you've written started. is stupidity personified. That doesn't Someone seem right. Someone has to look at the. Well, how can you take your dog for a walk? People, you can look, Google the Queensland government, to their legislation, and have a look at the Animal Care Protection Amendment Bill to 2022, and I think it was 37A is what you go to, go to and have a look. I remember, that's by memory. I haven't even got that written down. It was 37A, points at 37A, and you read it and read down the bottom what it says because that's exactly what I saw. So if you go to Dr. Rob's clinic and he's busy, he's just out the back reading up on uh, government legislation. Okay? <laughs> you got nothing else to do. Don't bother him, OK? Yeah. Right. Have you ever wanted to train your dog to bark on command? Like if there's a baddie heading towards you or you think somebody's out in the garden doing something they shouldn't be doing and you'd love your dog to just start barking to scare them off? Um, one, is that possible? And two, is that just going to confuse your dog? Yes, it is possible for your dog's barking to scare people off. <laughs> <laughs> but is it possible for you to tell your dog when to do that? Absolutely. And, you know, the neighbourhood watch people have always said, if you don't want someone to rob your property, get a dog. Well, most, yeah, absolutely. Most places have a dog. Particularly with a sign that says, into. beware of the dog. Exactly. So, yes, you can. And you can train your dog. And should you train your dog? That's the question. Should uh, you train it to bark? Yeah, because are you then encouraging annoying barking mm. behavior because well. one barking dog can cause a lot of problems in fact you are not encouraging it in fact quite the opposite dogs that are trained to bark sort of will do it a bit less as an annoying thing because they've been taught to bark on command mm -hmm. and so there's no one there giving them the command and so they don't do it in obedience trials when you go high up in the classes in, in the trials you actually, that's one of the exercises that your dog has to bark on command in different positions. So you, you know, the, the judge will say forward and stop and the dog will sit 
and you then tell your dog to stay, walk away from it, and you give it a signal to bark when the judge asks you to. And so the dog barks while it's sitting, then you make the dog drop, bark, stand, bark in different positions, then call the dog in. So the barking in that case has been trained well mm. into the dog. How do you do it? Um, you decide you know, what turns your dog on. Is it food? Is it a ball? You know, th- there must be something that your dog likes. Is it an article that it wants to retrieve? Sit your dog with the thing there and almost tease it. And you're saying, you know, give the command, bark, bark. And the dog looks at but it. But how bark. does the dog know what the hell you're talking about? He doesn't. He just hears bark, bark. But he wants that item. He has to want that item mm. back. And, and finally, the dog will go, oh, and good dog, give him the thing. So out away. of frustration, it'll... Yeah, they bark, exactly. Mm. And, but eventually it'll be bark, the dog barks, and you give it the item. It, and later on, you don't need that item. You don't need the food or yes. the article or whatever it is. And you just say bark and the dog does and you say good dog. Remember what we've said, the words good dog mean nothing to your dog unless you've instilled it. While your dog is eating, while your dog's enjoying its food, you pat it and say good dog, Mm. good dog. Then you're instilling those words as meaningful words that I feel. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Good one, my... And it says good dog because hmm. I have my dinner and everything's quiet. And we're having a romantic time over dinner. <laughs> yeah, it's really good for the dog to understand the word good dog is a reward thing. But yes, teaching the dogs to bark is a great thing to do. And you can do it from a puppyhood. You know, little Albert, um, if I just tell him to wait, he barks because he's waiting for his food. There is a good reason. There are good reasons for yeah. For training I mean, the dog to bark. And, and sometimes when collars like the um, what do you call it? Those the citronella collars don't work. I've said to the people, why don't you try and train your dog to bark? He's barking all the time. Just train him. And in a few cases, the dog stops barking because it's becoming an obedience exercise. He know oh. yeah. You know when the dog's going to bark, and you tell him bark, bark, and that good stop. Good dog, good dog. So the dog learns between you know, being told to bark and not barking. They, they start forming that association of I'll bark when I'm asked to, but when I'm not, well, I'll be quiet. And so it has helped some annoying barkers become reasonable dogs in our society because, as I said, one barking dog can affect so many households. And, and it's one of the biggest complaints that councils have about dogs. It's not so much, you know, the dog next door is trying to attack me or anything like that. It's 
the dog down the road won't stop barking well, and I'm a shift worker and I'm trying to be asleep and he mm. just keeps on barking. That's the most common complaint that councils have about dogs and it can be, yeah, it is fair enough. You're dead right, Stephen. But if you think somebody's breaking into your property, it'd be great to say to your dog, hey, yeah. just whip out a few barks, that should scare it, them It off. often does. It often scares them off straight away. All right, we all want our dogs looking sharp and at their best. Well, I think I do anyway. Um, but, you know, there's so many different coat types on dogs. What are, what are some simple things, Rob, that people can do to just make sure their dogs, you know, we, all, we always want to have nice clean hair and look good, so why shouldn't your dog? Yeah. You know, what can you that, do? Well, I mean... Other than just bathing it. The very whatever. simple thing is, you now the old McDonald's saying for their workers, you know, <laughs> If there's a time to lean, there's a time to clean. So, yeah, when you've, <laughs> when you've got that moment, make sure your dog is clean. You don't have to brush it every day. People think you have to brush coats, even long-coated dogs. Once a week is fine. Short-coated dogs, you could probably do it even every fortnight. So you, you should c- brush your dog's coat, though? You should. You should brush your dog's coat with you know, a weekly brush is ideal. You can do it with a real soft brush. You can do it daily. With the wire brush, I don't recommend daily because you can damage too much skin. Mm. Some of those wire brushes can be a bit too harsh. So I like a soft brush if you're doing it every day. Certainly, you've got to make sure and check them regularly. Are they matte-free? Now, the long-coated dogs, the slightly long-coated, and I'm not talking real long, long coats like an Afghan, just some of the long-coated dogs like Golden Retriever or Border Collie, which are common dogs in our society, they get mats behind the ear especially. For some reason, I see that all the time. The dog's well-maintained, everything's good, um, but he's got a mat there behind the ear. And I say, look, do you mind if I clip this off? It's one of my pet hates seeing mats on dogs. So <laughs> people, yeah, if it's not a show dog, probably wouldn't have that. But people don't mind, I just clip it off with clippers. Don't be tempted to cut it with scissors. I can't tell you the number of dogs that have come in and have to be stitched up because the owner found a mat and decided they would cut it with scissors. Forget trying to cut it with why, scissors. Why, why wouldn't you do that? Why wouldn't you? Hmm. Because you'll pick up the skin and you cut the skin with the scissors. Right, okay. So don't Not worth do the risk. That. No, otherwise you could be coming in for an anaesthetic and stitch-up for your dog. Right. So just, you can buy electric clippers. That's fine. That's what I use. It's just electric clippers and just buzz the mats out if you have to. Or you can tease them out and clean it with a comb. Just use a comb to get the mats out, but that's a bit hard work. And be gentle because you don't want to be pulling your dog's you know, ear off trying to get the mats out. Yeah. Um, yeah. It's, it, it, remember, the, the mats attached to the dog still, so please be, be gentle. <laughs> so how many different uh, coat types are there? Well, let's dogs? see. There's um, you know, short head, mm-hmm. long head, mm-hmm. uh, double coat. Mm-hmm. Um, well, what's a, what's a uh, double coat example? German Shepherd. Right. Okay, yeah, what's a short hair example? Uh, German short-haired pointer. <laughs> Jack Russell? Is that a short uh, Jack Russell's a short hair. Oh, well, no, you get two types in the Jack Russell. You get the short hair and you get the wire-haired, which I was about to say. Ah, wire-haired. Okay. And you get those little wiry-haired Jack Russell. Would that Russell. be poodles? Would be poodles are long... No, they're long coat. They're called long coat. <clears throat> and in fact, they're not even a coat. They, they often say that they're not... Um, they're hair more than coat. They're an afro, they, is what they are. They, they grow and they have to be clipped. They don't drop their coat. Mm. And a dog with a, a real coat drops it, and some of them don't drop it, and they, they're the more hypoallergenic types. The Legato and the Poodle, uh, the Bichon, 
they don't drop coat, they have to be trimmed off. And that's rather good because they are hypoallergenic and you don't need to make love with the vacuum cleaner all yeah. the time. You know, you've got to make friends with the vacuum cleaner when you own the German Shepherd, trust me. Yeah. But yeah. with other breeds, not so much. And with certainly with those sort of breeds like uh, Legados and that, that don't drop coat, they're the true hypoallergenic dogs. Just one moment on that, a lot of the crosses of poodles that people say, oh, they're hypoallergenic, that's why we do it, they're not hypoallergenic at all. The dermatologists have found out, no, it doesn't work because there's still problems with those cross poodles as far as allergies are concerned. Nothing wrong with the dogs, don't get me wrong, mm. but don't, don't put them up as hypoallergenic because that's not true. So, so, you, so regular brushing is one thing. Brushing. Are there, are there um, uh, products or anything that you oh, yes. would say are worth using? Absolutely. And no, it's something you give them orally. No, it's not Omega oils. The best product for a dog's skin and coat. Oh, we left out one type of coat, oh. by the way. The no coat. The no coat, yes. yes. The Chinese Crested or the Mexican Hairless no coat. You've got to make sure they don't get sunburnt, believe it or not. That's a really important thing to use a good block out on those if you've got one of those. So the oral medication that I prefer, no, not Omega oils, by far evening primrose oil. Way better. It's good for a coat. The, it's great for a coat. You feed that to your dog. It comes in the capsule form usually. How much would you give them? And Depends how often? on the dog. One, one or two capsules a day just with their food is enough to give you a really good quality coat, shiny coat, good growing coat. Even in primrose oil is also used in the human market a lot for people mm. that have eczemas and things to try and avoid eczemas more than omega oils. Omega oils are okay. But I honestly find even primrose oil far better for that. Even olive oil is quite good. You can you know, some people have for centuries have used olive oil in their dog's food to help with the coat, and it really does help. Just extra oils as such do help. But even primrose oil I find to be the best one of those sort of things. As far as washing, don't do it too often. If you wash them often, you will wash the oils out of the coat. Well, what's what's so, too often then? Well. Whenever they're dirty, if, if you, yeah. you know, happen to have washed the dog yesterday and he's dirty, really gone through the mud again today, mm. I'd wash him again because leaving dirt in the coat is wor worse than washing the oils out. So if you have to, I mean, avoid them getting dirty every day so you have to wash them every day, obvious. Otherwise, it's a lot of work for you. Um, but yeah, once a week, once a fortnight is okay to wash the dog. You can do that quite legitimately. As far as trimming the dog, you know, clipping him off, um, remember if you're going into winter and you're taking him to a groomer to be clipped, just ask them not to clip him too short because the dog's coat does insulate them. Mm. So you want them you know, not too short in winter and trim back, but not right off, not down to the skin where they can get sunburned. A dog's skin is much more sensitive than human skin. Why? Well, it's covered with hair. That's why. Yeah, it's, <laughs> it's, it's not used to being exposed. No, ex yes. Exactly. So don't trim them right back to skin levels ever. If you do trim them back to skin levels because they're so matted and I've had to do that, then keep them inside and, and you know, try and keep them out of the sun and the environment as much as possible because they, they will burn or they will freeze to death out there. They're, for some reason, some people think, oh, no, their dogs are okay outside. Baloney! That's oh, I've never heard such. The thing is, though, you go to all this trouble to you know clean your dog's coat and make sure it's nice yep. and shiny. Does the dog really care less either way? No, the dog doesn't care less. <laughs> but it, well, its health does. 
You know, if you because you can get bacteria and lots of other nasties. You, I, look, we've got maggots in the skin because we, it hasn't because been it has cleaned. been cleaned. Yeah. It's a nice moist environment in summer. The flies land there. They lay their eggs, and maggots go into the dog's skin. You see these open wounds with maggots wriggling around inside, yeah. full of maggots. So, and of course, yes, your dog smells nice as well. Yeah, you? yeah. And be careful with that too. We did talk a little bit about mm, that about recently. dogs rolling on the grass. Yeah, watch what uh, you do clean them with, because I mean, some of the human products can be a bit too harsh on the dog's skin. And also, some of the smells might be nice to you, but the dog says, oh, gosh, I hate this smell. So just watch your dog and you know, try and come to a compromise with the dog about what you're going to um, wash him with. If you don't know how to come to a compromise with your dog, well, then you're not talking to your dog, and there's the problem. Keep those dogs looking sharp. That's what I say. Exactly. I know it's that super sad time. I can hear people sobbing all around the country because it's the end of another episode of the Doggy Pod. We thank you so much for listening. As you know, new episode comes out every Friday and follow us on Instagram and Facebook. And uh, yeah, Rob's going to do his thing, which he likes to do. Yeah, which person do you talk about the most? <laughs> well, why in most cases, it's yourself. I, even on social media. I think this, I think that. Oh, this is my opinion. Even when you're giving people praise. Oh, I think you did really well. Yeah, you're talking about yourself all the damn time. And yet your dog <laughs> never talks about himself. The dog lives just to be listening to you. He's your best listener and never talks about himself. Maybe we need to learn to be a lot more like our dogs. You know dogs can't talk, don't you? News to me, buddy. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. ACAST powers the world's best podcasts. Here's a show that we recommend. Hey, I'm Guy Raz, and on my show, Wisdom from the Top, I talk with CEOs and business leaders about the toughest challenges of their careers. There's lots of ways to measure success. Sometimes a company has to bet against itself. We wanted to set ourselves apart by having a point of view. Businesses really impact people's lives in pretty fundamental ways. 
On Wisdom from the Top, some of the greatest business leaders of our time share their intimate stories of leadership, innovation, and transformation. Stories you won't hear anywhere else. Check out Wisdom from the Top only on Luminary. Now, back to your show. Acast helps creators launch, grow, and monetize their podcasts everywhere. Acast.com. <laughs> 